You're listening to a bonus episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast, and in today's episode, I want to share with you a Facebook and Instagram Live that I did all about how to motivate your children. Hey mama, welcome back to the Purpose Gathering Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and I'm here for all you mompreneurs out there feeling torn between raising a thriving family and building a business you love. I'm a photographer, community founder, podcaster, wife, and mama saved by grace, so I can totally relate to you multi-passionate mamas. Join me every week where I share with you the strategies and mindset shifts that you need to find peace and passion in motherhood and business so that you can have more time for the things that matter, like Netflix and cookie dough. But seriously, are you ready to transform your life from feeling frazzled to focused and be equipped with the tools you need to juggle all the things? If so, you're in the right place. Hey everyone on Instagram, thank you so much for joining. I am live on Facebook also on Instagram. So I'm going to be chatting with you guys today about how to motivate our children. Now, it is extremely hard for me to know where to look, so I'm probably going to be bouncing around. But I just wanted to hop on here, say thank you so much for tuning in live. So every Tuesday and Thursday, I will be here live in our Purpose Gathering Mamas Facebook group, and then also live on Instagram. And if you're not a part of our Facebook community yet, I would love to invite you to join us. You can do so by visiting the purposegathering.com slash mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S. And you can join us inside of the Facebook group where we continue these conversations. You guys can ask questions and it's just a really great place to connect. Okay. So let's get right into it because I know that it can be so hard to motivate our children. And I have been getting a lot of questions about what we can do to kind of get our kids self-motivated. Okay, so I have some notes here that I wanted to refer to just so that I can stay on track. Um, But first of all, it can be really difficult to motivate our children, especially when all of our kids have different personalities and every child reacts differently to a different motivation. So there are several things that we can do to help set our kids up for success. Now, motivation cannot be forced. This is super important to know because I think a lot of us, especially when we have older kids, we want our kids to be self-motivated and we sometimes want it more than they do. And so it's something that cannot be forced and we need to find what motivates our children and it's gonna be different, like I said, for every single child. And what's most important to remember as well is that this motivation is going to change. So you might find what motivates your child today does not motivate your child tomorrow. So it is a kind of system and a process that we're constantly going through to find what is going to work and what maybe is not going to motivate our child. So I want you to remember that the key to motivation for any child starts with connection and relationship. So if you notice that your child is not motivated at all, if they are struggling with defiance and just they don't want to do anything, 
you need to start by repairing the relationship first because a child who feels secure in who they are and they feel secure in the relationship that they have with their parents will not feel the need to be defiant and will also not feel the need to be unmotivated. So what that means is that you are giving your child the four things that they need the most. And I actually have a podcast episode all about this and The basic needs that they need are gonna be that connection, they need attention, and they need control. Those are things that are super important. So if you are making sure that your child is taken care of in those areas, and that they are in control of some things, and that they do have uh, freedom with limits, and they're getting enough positive attention from you, you'll find that they are more motivated. All right, so that's tip number one, is to make sure that they are getting enough positive attention and that they are giving getting enough positive control. Now, the way that we talk to our children becomes their inner dialogue. So I want you to think about it this way. When you are trying to motivate your child, instead of saying things like, hey, pick up your stuff, pick up your stuff. Why are you always leaving your stuff on the floor? You're such a mess. Why can't you clean up your room? Like, think about how unmotivating that is. But we often, that's our way of motivating our kids to be like, hey, we just don't want you to be lazy people. But what you're telling them is that you don't believe in them and that you're belittling them. And so if you went into their room and instead you had an idea or a positive attitude like, oh my goodness, what happened in here? It looks like someone came and took over your room. Who was this? And you just get it, get it to be lighthearted and make it kind of fun. And then say something like, what, what can we do about this? Right? Like kind of finding that fun in the motivation and getting your kids excited about it. The other thing I've learned with motivation too is that you can't leave it open ended. So you can't say something like, okay, well, when you're done cleaning your room, then you can come out. I've tried that before. It does not work. Trying to have um, motivation by like time limits. So something that really works well in our home is just saying like, hey, let's set a timer for five minutes and see how much that you can get clean in five minutes. And when that timer goes off, whatever you have done, I'm going to be so proud of, right? And after that five minutes, if your room is still not clean, then we're gonna have to do another five minute cleanup later. But it just gives them that little burst of motivation where they're like, okay, I know this has a time limit. I only have five minutes. Let me just see as much as I can do. So you're giving them a a boundary, right? Like, let's see what you can do in this amount of time. And small increments help your child feel more capable. So if you tell your child that you believe in them and that you think that they can accomplish X, Y, and Z, watch them rise to the occasion. They will be so much more likely to want to please you when you already are speaking to them like they are good at that. So I'll give you another example. So my son has some issues, I think all boys, all children have issues with like transitions and they don't want to stop what they're doing and switch to something else. And so when that happens, I just have to remind myself, first of all, that if if I make it all about me, he's not going to be motivated at all. There has to be some type of 
like sense of accomplishment for boys that's really important. They like to be the hero. They like to beat the clock. So that is something that motivates my son is being the hero. So if I say something to him like that, like, oh my gosh, you know, I really need help getting this one area cleaned up. Do you think that you can help me? Then most of the time, like he wants to help. He's motivated by being my helper. So that is something that I want you guys to kind of keep in mind is find those touch points, find those um, those inner motivations for your children. And then that kind of leads me to um, the next thing I want to talk about, which is intrinsic rewards and consequences versus extrinsic. So intrinsic are going to be those non like tangible rewards, right? So things like verbal praise, high fives, extra special time with mom and dad, um, maybe a special activity that they get to choose, or something like, didn't that make you feel good inside? So giving your child uh, that intrinsic praise and letting them know that what they did was really good for their body, right? For their soul. Like, look at how you made that person feel. So intrinsic rewards are really great. And those are what we want to kind of propel or perpetuate into um, adolescence and then into adulthood. So extrinsic rewards are things like stickers and treats, small prizes and money. And I think a lot of parents, we... I guess you're either one of two camps. You either rely solely on extrinsic uh, rewards or consequences, so you give things and you take things, or you are totally against them and you never use them at all for fear of your child only behaving when they get the, the reward. So I feel like there's a fine line between the two because you can use extrinsic rewards as long as you're not using them too often and as long as your child is not becoming dependent on that. And so we, you probably saw my post a couple days ago about the marble jar that we do and it is a community marble jar. So my children earn marbles separately, but then they put them into the jar collectively and they earn a reward together, an extrinsic reward. And this is something that is super helpful. So first, they get a lot of intrinsic rewards, right? I give verbal praise, I give marbles, which is a representation of the intrinsic reward that I gave them. But then as they earn intrinsic rewards, once they hit a certain mark on their marble jar, they earn an extrinsic reward. So sometimes, they work collectively and you have to use both sometimes. And so I don't want you to feel like you can't use an extrinsic um, reward because I feel like that sometimes has its place. Um, Let's talk about teaching your children responsibility. So it is important that when our children are young, we are teaching them responsibility. We are teaching them emotional intelligence. So we want our kids to grow up with integrity, right? We want them to do the right thing, even when no one is watching. And in order to do that, we have to motivate our children internally. And so that goes back to the intrinsic motivation. We need our children to want the high fives. We we want them to work for the good feeling that they feel inside their body when they do the right thing. So that is extremely important that we are constantly focused on those rewards. 
And then the consequences of that would be if they mistreat their friend or if they say something mean to you, that hurts your feelings and now your relationship is damaged. That is an extrinsic consequence. That is internal. And those are the things that we need to be focusing on the most Not so much taking away the rewards and the prizes, if that makes sense, because I feel like kids will get fixated on that um, and they'll completely miss the lesson. Okay, so now if you guys have any questions, I would love for you to be typing them in. Um, I had a couple of questions from members in our Facebook community that I want to address. So the first one comes from Adrian. And she said that she has a son who is 15 that works for her. He does work on images and some stories, but he's on the computer. He gets easily distracted and he ends up going on the internet a lot. And sometimes it's just for quick periods, but sometimes it's for longer. It's uh, crazy distracting for him and for her. So here is something that I wanted to offer for you, Adrian, is that for your son, he's 15, so now he's on the board, like he's working for you, so I'm assuming that you're paying him. And so he needs to start learning the the extra or the intrinsic consequences that come from not being on task at your job. So I would I would give him extra work time if you notice that he is messing around on the computer. He like doesn't get paid for that time and he still has to do his work later. So that's one thing that would motivate him to do his work. Another thing would be to not pay him at all. So if you find that he is on the computer when he should be working, then he doesn't get paid for that time. And then he also doesn't get paid for the time that he has to make up the work that he didn't do. Um, Because if you got caught at a, like, at a, and you are a real job, I was going to say like at a, at a job, like a, outside of the home job, you could potentially get fired, but you definitely are gonna get some type of consequence. And so in that case, for his age, I think it would be absolutely appropriate to dock his pay or make him work extra hours because that is something that um, he needs to be aware of. I also think that there are things that you can put on your computer that might be able to monitor that or that might be able to like, flag that and say like, hey, you're not working on what you should be working on. So maybe that would help him. Um, He could also set timers, like 15 minute timers to just make sure that he's on task and not getting distracted. Um, Because I I think as adults, we get distracted too. That's the hardest part being an entrepreneur is going onto the computer and then being like, oh my gosh, I just got lost down the rabbit hole. So I think that is important too, is just teaching him how to have those boundaries and not be so uh, distracted. But that is a tough situation. So I feel you. Okay, and this other question came from Melissa. She says, my nine-year-old daughter doesn't have a large attachment to anything. So when she needs discipline, I have no ammo or anything to take away. Any discipline ideas for kiddos who don't have anything to take away? So, and I asked her to clarify a little bit about this as far as like what she is doing that she feels like deserves a consequence. And she was mostly talking about like, uh, her and her sister, like her younger sister, they kind of get into issues, sibling rivalry, and then she just has like a very uh, disrespectful attitude. And so 
What I want to say to that without getting too much into this rabbit hole, because I feel like this is a whole nother topic talking about discipline, but my philosophy as a positive parenting, um, I don't want to say expert, but positive parenting person, I have been studying it for a really long time. I um, believe that natural consequences are the only consequences that work. And any other consequence that you give to a child is only going to be seen as a direct negative reflection of you. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, yesterday, my son was mad that we had to turn the TV show off. It was time for bed. He ran out into the backyard, would not come inside. And me being super desperate because I was just annoyed, wanted to take away a consequence that had not a lot to do with what just happened. And he came in the house and he yelled at me and he hated me. He didn't hate the consequence. He didn't hate his actions. He hated me. And so... I want you guys to keep that in mind, that if you want your child to grow up to be emotionally intelligent, if you want your child to grow up and do the right thing when no one is watching, then your consequence has to be related to what happened. And if it's not related, if you can't think of anything, then it's not a consequence is not the answer right then. So what I should have done when I went outside is I should have connected with him first. Because connection is always the most important thing when your child is being disrespectful because they clearly would not disrespect you if they cared about you in that moment. (laughs) So they were hurting in a different way. Kids are selfish. And so I needed to go out there and check on him and his heart first before I ever wanted any kind of compliance from him. So what I recommend for that with the disrespectful attitude is that you just need to work on repairing the relationship between you and your daughter first, and then repair that relationship between your daughter and her younger sibling. And that's going to take some work and that is going to take practice. And it's just going to take a lot of repetition, reminding your child that we are a team and we work together and I just, it is hard as so much, I want to go more into it, but it's going to be just a whole nother episode um, topic idea for the podcast. But I want you to just maybe focus on that. Focus on giving her lots of one-on-one attention. Focus on giving her connection um, without the younger sibling. Do do it the same. So give the younger sibling connection without her as well. Um, And don't make it seem like, oh, she gets connection and not you. No, you, you give connection to both of them. I call it special time. And so this is something I think that is going to be really helpful. Um, It will also, if you, there's another podcast episode I have about, um, battling boredom. And I talk a lot about sibling rivalry in that one too. And I think that will help you also. But I just wanted to give you an answer to that question because I know it's so difficult, but I don't feel like taking anything away from her is going to make the situation better. I actually think it's going to make it worse. So I hope that answers your question. Um, And then just remember that we want our kids to understand and be motivated intrinsically. And so by taking away privileges that do not correlate to what happened, 
it's just going to perpetuate the issue and it's going to make them mad at you instead of mad at the situation. So let me give you one example before I head out. And that is a, a, a consequence that would be directly related. So say our family rule, this is our family rule. If you go outside to ride your bike, you must wear your helmet. If you do not wear your helmet while you ride your bike, you will lose the privilege to ride your bike for X amount of days. And that is a directly related consequence because if you don't follow the rules that are related to the freedom and you break the rules, then you lose the freedom. So that's the only time that I feel like a consequence is the right approach. So I hope that helps. If you need any more clarification, leave a comment below. I will, or send me a DM on Instagram and I will be sure to answer your questions. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Purpose Gathering Podcast. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You were created to thrive with purpose and not just survive. So go out there and live your life with confidence and courage. To become a part of our amazing online community and connect with like-minded mompreneurs, head to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S to join our private Facebook group. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Be sure to follow and tag me at The Purpose Gathering. If you haven't had a chance to leave a review, please head to iTunes, even if you're an Android user, and let other mompreneurs know why you love the show. Each review is so valuable to me and helps more mamas like you find this show. I choose one review every episode to share, and yours could be the next one. I'm so proud of you for listening and investing in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this, girl, and I can't wait until next time.